Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber, and today the Chamber is honored to recognize the many great nonprofits that make North Fulton such a great place to work and live at our awards luncheon, which we do annually. Today we are honoring our 2023 Nonprofit of the Year Award winner, the Starhouse Foundation. First, let me introduce the Starhouse Foundation Executive Director, Stephanie Christensen. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Next, we also have the Starhouse Foundation Board Chair, Katha Stewart, who maybe is better known by some as a Fulton County School Board member, but in this particular instance, we're focusing on Starhouse. Katha, no worries. Welcome to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Ladies, I am very much looking forward to learning all about the Starhouse Foundation today. But before we get started, I want to say congratulations. Uh, you all uh, are doing amazing things in the community that I know we're going to hear about. But to be the winner of the North Fulton Chambers uh, Nonprofit Award for the year is exceptional. And you all uh, certainly are well-deserving. So I do want to get that right in the front and say congrats and thank you for all you do. Um, we always start out our show just with a little bit of an introduction. Um, Stephanie, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to give me sort of a rundown in history all about Starhouse. But let's start with maybe a little bit about you and um, your background and how you came to be the executive director at Starhouse. Thank you. So I grew up here in the Roswell, North Fulton area. I um, went through all of Fulton County schools and then went to the University of Tennessee, where I graduated with my speech pathology degree. I came back to the Georgia area and worked at the Emory Autism Center and taught um, preschool to children with autism. And from there was looking for a way to get closer to um, home instead of making the commute back to Emory and to Roswell back and forth. And the opportunity um, fell at Starhouse um, to start as their development director. And I was the development director for a handful of years before moving to the executive director role. Well, that's a perfect transition since a lot of what you do is development. So that makes all the sense in the world. Well, we're certainly glad that you made that choice and that you're here in the community with Starhouse. Katha, like you don't have enough things going on. I know that you give of your time to so many different things, but maybe a little bit about your background and then what drew you to be on the board at Starhouse. Absolutely. Um, I am a native Georgian, um, grew up in South Georgia, Um, been here in Roswell for 28 years now, though. And after a successful career in the financial services industry, um, my husband and I had the good fortune of one of us being able to retire when our um, daughter, Abby, was born in 1997. And and I got um, lucky on that one. I was able to retire. Um, daughter Livy followed two years later. And much like my mom, um, I was just very involved with their preschool. And then once they started public school at Mountain Park Elementary School, um, I continued to be involved as they progressed through Crabapple Middle School and Roswell High School and also was involved in various other volunteer endeavors, including chairing the American Cancer Society's Relay for Life of Roswell for several years. Um, in 2015, Linda Schultz, who was then, then the District 1 board member um, for Fulton County Schools, resigned from the board. And I threw my hat in the ring and was appointed to finish out her term. Um, I've since been elected to two consecutive four-year terms and have been truly honored to serve the community in that capacity. But even before I joined the board, 
of education. I had heard what a great organization Starhouse is, so I was anxious to learn more and support the foundation's efforts, especially since um, the organization works specifically with schools in my district. Yeah, it's a perfect transition, right? right? Um, working with Stephanie and the other staff members of Starhouse, um, not to mention our great kiddos, has been more rewarding than I ever imagined. These ladies are truly making a difference in the lives of the kids that we serve. Which is an excellent segue. There are people out there who don't know what Starhouse is doing in our community and the amazing kiddos, to, to Katha's point, that you get to work with every day. So um, although we're proud to celebrate all nonprofits, we're here specifically to talk about how wonderful Starhouse Foundation is. Um, so Stephanie, can you maybe share a little bit about the organization, what makes it unique, and what has been sort of the history of your success? Sure. So Starhouse is the only organization in North Fulton that provides no-cost whole-child support to students of all races and ethnicities while employing a paid staff. So we have our same staff members that are seeing the same kids on the daily. So we're not having volunteer base where it's we see you for an hour, right. we don't see you um, for a couple of days. We have the same cons- consecutive adult um, and adult and children partnership. Wow. So let me, I just want to reiterate, did you say free childcare? Free that's amazing. So the children are um, provided our services through Fulton County Schools nominations through yeah. the administration. Perfect. And it is based on economic and academic um, disadvantage. So when they are, um, their names are brought to mm-hmm. the organization, um, they're then vetted through the school um, to make sure that they are in greatest need within that school. That's wonderful. So you work in hand in hand with the schools, the administrators, the the teachers that are there to be able to to make sure that you get the kiddos that you need to get. 100%. Fulton County has been such a strong partner and we would not be where we are with our mission without their support. That's amazing. Um, and so how do you support the organization? You mentioned that you were director of development. So obviously you have uh, folks in the community who support Starhouse financially, assuming you do events and activities too. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how it's, how it's funded, how you're able to do this great work? Sure. So we have um, a handful of events that are put on um, by Starhouse. Our signature fundraiser is the Roswell Beer Festival. Um, set for March the 2nd of 2024 will be our 10th anniversary. Um, 100% of the proceeds of that event go directly back to our foundation um, since it is our um, signature event that we put on. So this past year, we net almost $125,000 in the one day. And so between special events, grants, corporate partnerships, truly it is a community effort um, to be able to provide this at no cost to our families um, when they really are struggling to keep a roof over their head and to provide their family for the best in their future. And so what do you think, and Kate, I opened this to you as well. What do you think it is that makes this um, such a unique thing? You're the only ones doing this. So what is it that that makes this unique? And and obviously others aren't doing it right now. Well, I will say the people involved. Yeah. Um, Stephanie running the show and um, Stephanie Mitra, who was our finance and operations director, and all of the staff and the site directors are amazing and and our coaches are as well. So I, I would have to say it's the people. That's wonderful. Right. And, and it's, I, a, it's a 30, this is our 30th year right. um, of the nonprofit. Yeah. So great thing to celebrate, obviously, but people create the culture that create the organization. So kudos to certainly the board too, setting that direction. And I do think that it's important and we've put a lot of focus on the emotional and mental stability of our coaches, as well as the kids. Our staff really is taking so much of the emotional um, 
toll. They hear everything that's happening with the kids from their home life to what's happening at school. And that can be really hard and burnout with teachers and anyone that's working with kids is so great at this time that we really are working to have that open door policy and that emotional support for the staff too. Um, Because it's hard not to break down when you hear some of the stories about what they're facing and you got to keep that all in and bottled up until the kids aren't in front of you where you can then let it down. Yeah, because for them, you have to be their support and their rock. I can't imagine. that's um, It takes amazing work to be able to do that. Um, ladies, for both of you, and I know after 30 years, it's hard to, to point to one, but if you had to talk about your organization's greatest accomplishment, um, you know, as an award winner, obviously, I hope this is one of your great accomplishments, but, but looking beyond that, maybe, uh, you know, what do you feel is your greatest accomplishment? And maybe even more recently, if you can think of several, um, that's really contributed to the success that you've had in the community. Go ahead. I've got a handful, but I'm going to say that, Um, I'm most proud of the love that my team pours into all of our families. They have built um, from COVID until now, just the trust. Um, When we were then doing in-home Zoom tutoring, um, it became so clear that, you know, we were in their homes. It's one thing to see them every day and to see them in the carpool line at the end of the day, but to be in their homes, seeing the true life of what is happening behind closed doors, you see you know, tons of bottles of water and you question what's going on. And the child says they don't have any water and that's how they're bathing. You really saw what was happening and they let us in. And since then they have continued to let us in where we're helping and advocating for them with the teacher's administration. We're helping with their medical needs, trying to figure out how to connect them with the professionals that they need. Um, we had a child that fell off his bike and um, broke his teeth. And oh, no. Finding someone who would do a root canal on a six-year-old's not the easiest, no, and I the can't pay imagine. is just exorbitant. So, finding those solutions and just re- really being there and being there for the families, I think, has been huge. And I think full circle back to the board, diversifying our board to represent the population that we've served. We've put a tremendous effort in the past two or three years to really have that population reflect um, more than it's ever been before. So, I think those two. And I would say with Fulton County, again, that data sharing agreement that we have, we're able to track our students, we're being able to see them, you know, at the start of the school year, mid-year point, and year point, and see the successes and gains. We know that we're not going to get them fully where they need to be, that any tick forward that we can do and having that partnership with Fulton where we can see our students versus other kids within the school that aren't receiving the service is just critical to our success. I can't even imagine. And Katha, as a board member, obviously you see that, but also on the, the school side. So you're seeing kind right. of both sides of, of the equation. So what would you say that you see as the greatest accomplishment of the organization, um, especially amid the last few years? You mentioned the pandemic. Right. Well, um, Starhouse's ability to pivot during the pandemic and meet the needs of our families during um, during that difficult time period has really been transformational. Um, Fortunately, the um, Starhouse Foundation has a great relationship with the school system, not just through me, but with all the, with other people involved in the school system, including the superintendent, our chief academic officer, zone superintendents as well. Um, And we asked the folks in academics 
um, Starhouse folks, ask the people in academics with Fulton County Schools during the pandemic, what can we do? How can we more closely align Starhouse's efforts with the school system's efforts? Um, And it was suggested that we mirror the efforts of the school system and provide more high-dose and small-group tutoring. Um, So therefore, we shifted to a smaller ratio. Mm. We originally, before COVID, had been to a a 12-student to one-coach ratio, we mm-hmm. went down to six students and one-coach ratio. Which meant you had so, to find people. Right. Um, yes. we, we we changed things up a good bit, but that has, has really enabled us to um, and our site directors and our coaches to be better able to meet our kids where they are. So that has been a great partnership, and I'd say that's been a big success for us. Um, and I think um, hearing the story is so for for these these children, some of whom, I guess, had uh, devices and internet in their homes to be able to do this, right? Well, the school system provides provide right? provided those for every student, right? So they have those in their in the home, but in in some cases, and tell me if I'm mistaken, but their their parents were were necessary workers, right? So they were gone, and you're talking about there these were a are lot not- of siblings raising. And we're talking young children. children. And we would be giving them, you know, time slots. Like this is your hour. And we'd be on for three, four hours in the afternoons every day. Because some of them were having the online school. And then Mm -hmm. they'd take an hour break for lunch and then come. Some kids would stay on the entire four hours just to be with a person. Yeah. They would, I mean, we got full tours of everything that was happening. We saw the birds. We saw the dog. We saw, you know. I'm hungry. I'm going to use the air fryer and you're sitting there and it's a first grader and you're holding on right for dear yes. life because you're through a computer away and it's, it's what they're accustomed to. Right. They are in a safe place. They are in their apartments and their homes with the they doors may have locked. Been in a closet or in, in so the they bathtub. Could find a quiet it was place. the quietest or, spot or in, in a, or in a car. Wow. Yeah. Doing whatever they could to be able to, to have this time to be able to, to receive tutoring and, and love. And I just mean, be with a person that really just needing that relationship. That's incredible. And I can't imagine you go back to the mental health, not just of course of, of the, the kids that you serve, but the folks who are in that, that group, you know, one-on-one with them, at least for six of their, their clients at that time. I, I just can't imagine. Cause I know as a mom, you know, what, what my heart's doing right now. And that wasn't me sitting down with them. So I can imagine that that is very, very difficult on your, your caseworkers. Very challenging. Yeah. I imagine. I imagine. Well, um, going from that, uh, you guys have, uh, again, had a lot of, of good things to celebrate. I, I imagine COVID affected you, of course, more, more than other organizations just from the way that you had to flex because you kept doing what you were doing. Um, Katha, I know we talked a little bit about um, all the different things that you're doing um, and you're already quite busy with your, uh, uh, I, I, in air quotes, full-time uh, job because I know how much time you give at the, at the school, school system. Um, but Serving as a board member for Star House, how would you encourage others or what would you tell other folks who are thinking about this and thinking about volunteering about serving as a board member of Star House? What's what's the the feels that you get from that? Um, Well, I'll just tell you that um, I've learned over the years that the school system cannot do this work alone. We absolutely cannot. We especially realized that during during the pandemic. Um, but it, it truly takes a village of individuals and groups to see and meet the needs of all of our students, not just the Starhouse kids, but mm-hmm. all of our students. Um, Starhouse is one of a number of great organizations that partner with Fulton County Schools. And because, but 
because Starhouse specifically works within schools within my district and given my passion for this at-risk population, um, that's why I'm proud to be a, the star, a part of the Starhouse family. And um, besides that, this group of ladies makes it a joy just to witness their compassion is pretty amazing. I love that we it all comes back to people, right? And the the folks that you get to work out, uh, work with. Maybe sharing with us the schools that are involved in this. It's not all schools in North Fulton. This is a very specific um, footprint. Um, can you share that with me? Sure. So we started, um, as Katha mentioned, 30 years ago when we started in the Fraser Street Apartments. Mm-hmm. And from there went to a couple other apartment complexes. And then Fulton County welcomed us back into um, the school themselves. So there was not a transportation um, delay. They could just, the bell rang and walk straight to us. And we started in Roswell, and the board has kept that focus in the 307576 um, zip code range. And so we are in three Title I elementary schools. Okay. Um, we're in Esther Jackson Elementary, Mimosa Elementary, and Vickery Mill Elementary. Very good. So you're serving folks in a focused, um, intentional way, which is is a big piece of that, right? Making sure that you're serving the folks in, in this area. Well, I just think it's amazing. I know that um, from my perspective, when we did our um, awards, it was also during a um, leadership North Fulton graduation. I know our leadership North Fulton class has worked with Star House many times too. So and been plugged in with you. And I know um, just from personal experience that the opportunity to go and volunteer and spend time and mentor with them and that clearly was in person. This was prior to the pandemic, but um, that opportunity has changed so many lives. And I think probably uh, gotten several board members too, just because of the fact that they experienced that. And our kids are really cool. So come see us. That's right. All right. (laughs) So that's a really good point. So um, let's talk about um, your, your drive to do what you do. Right. So, and Stephanie is another nonprofit uh, executive director. I know that it's burnout's not just for the kids and for your workers. I mean, it's real, right? It's a real thing, especially during a time where you're pivoting and trying to make sure everybody's good. Um, sometimes those of us who do work in the sector, um, share a a very unique drive, right? To, to be successful, no matter what, um, we want to see our organizations grow and be successful. And we spend countless hours, probably more than, you know, than we have, honestly, to be able to do that. So, but at the, the underlying theme of that is passion for what you do. And it goes back to, to the people, where does that passion for you come from? Um, how do you stay driven through all these ups and downs, COVID, everything else that's happened? I think specifically for me, um, just the personal connection, as I said, growing up here in Roswell, raising my own kids here, my kids may not be in the same elementary school mm-hmm. that our Starhouse kids are, but they then feed into the same middle, feed into the same high school. They're on the same sports teams. We're all in the same community. And I think it is so critical for our kids to feel that community effort and to feel that they are just as equal as all of their North Fulton peers. And so I think that my drive for the kids that I do every day with them and my team is just to make sure that there is that inclusivity. I think that that is just critical for them. Um, and for the nonprofit sector, it's almost been 20 years um, for me in this in this world of nonprofit. And we've seen our ups and downs of giving and how, yeah. how that looks. And I mean, I would say for anyone that's done this development or on any aspect of nonprofit, you know, the ability to take a no not and not take it personally. Yeah. And just know that for every no, you just got to keep going and knocking on the doors to get the yes and to making sure that the story that you're sharing and seeing and that the people that we're serving are 
people. They're like everyone else here and making sure they realize that, you know, you, you put into what you get back. That's These right. are our community leaders. These will be our doctors and our nurses and our teachers in the future. And we've got to pour in that energy now. That's brilliant. And um, I know for, from my perspective, um, my superpower is I never hear, hear the word no. I just hear not right now. Right. So Come I, back to me. right. That's what I hear, hear you saying. So I imagine that it's the exact same for you because it's just maybe not the right time, right? This moment. No, I think that staying driven through all of this is is a big piece of it and having that passion I think is is important. Um so we we're here in North Fulton and um you just mentioned two specific zip codes and three specific schools which um are are in need and which uh you have wrapped around and provided these amazing services for. A lot of people look at North Fulton and say, "Oh my gosh, you live in this, you know, golden bubble and in and I think and in many ways, that's true, right? Um, we have been gifted with with a lot. And I think that's important. Um, we are renowned for being, you know, well-educated, having a well-educated workforce. We have world-class infrastructure. We have a wide range and different differing types of business services. And frankly, we're one of the best places in the country to do business and a great place to live. I mean, heck, Roswell was just announced as like number 10 out of 100 from livability. Two of our cities are in the top 10. So if you look at that and you look at what an amazing area this is, um, you know, what are some of maybe the advantages or opportunities that Starhouse has experienced by being in North Fulton? Well, indeed, um, North Fulton is a great place to live for most of us. Um, but there's certainly a part of our population that faces challenges that many of us can't even fathom. Um, poverty, housing insecurity, and hunger are very real for a lot of the families in our community including many of the students that are served by Star House. Um, it's incumbent upon all of us to acknowledge these challenges and to do what we can to lend a hand when we can. Um, we're we're very fortunate in that um, we have lots of businesses and individuals who do support our efforts. We so much appreciate that because it truly does um, take a village. Um, so we appreciate all those folks that do step up to help us. Mm-hmm. Um but it does need to be acknowledged in North Fulton that there are some significant needs in the area. Absolutely. And I think that acknowledgement um, allows us to then wrap our arms around that need. Um, speaking of that need, I want to ask both of you, Stephanie, I'll ask you first, um, you know, as, as a nonprofit, as all of us, um, you will always have a multitude of needs at any given time. But if someone wanted to, to connect and, um, and do something, what would you say is Star House's biggest need right now? I would say our biggest need would be to expand a wider variety of funding mm-hmm. um, and funding sources, not only through grant writing and corporate partnerships, but also through our special events. With COVID, we did not ever have a time where we didn't continue to pay our staff. So when we weren't having our events and weren't able to um, expand on some of the grant opportunities due to our um, mission being academic focused, you know, there was a time where we went into, you know, into our reserves, reserve security blanket and just rebuilding that um, with hopes that we then can um, target the additional Title I school here in the community um, and expand our footprint, but just really. Yeah. Being able to just, find, diversify those exactly. funding. Right. Yeah. Well, funding, funding is always a challenge. Sure. 
Um, and even more so after the pandemic, the, the grant scenario has, has changed, changed for everybody. And, um, and as Stephanie mentioned, we'd, we'd really like to expand because there is such a need. We have more Title I schools in this area. We have one of those which is they would dearly love to have us in the door. Right. Um, but until we have the money to not only start a program but to sustain it, because the worst thing we could do is to go into a school, start this program there, and only be there a year or two and then have to pull it back. Um, so we, we would love to have the additional funding so that we could go into this other school and, and other ones down the road mm-hmm. and um, to be able to serve more kids. Well, and to reiterate, <laughs> this is free for all of the students who right. take part in it, but, but these are not volunteers. Right. These are paid employees of the organization um, who these kids depend on. So, I mean, I, I completely understand when you have, you know, no income from your, the end user, then of course you're, you're going to have to have that. That's approximately a hundred thousand dollars to run one school site. So 72 students within each of our three sites. Um, and that is just to run the programs themselves. That's not administrative, um, insurance and all of that that feeds into the it. The school yeah. system does not charge Starhouse for use of the facilities. Absolutely. Um, only because it's free. It's only when somebody is providing a free service for our students that, um, that, that. That, that it's provided for free. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. But also you talk about the events that Starhouse puts on and, and obviously that requires somebody to plan set events. And so there are a multitude of things that go along with that. Um, how about volunteerism? Can I ask you, like, how would one, if they are so led to to volunteer? I know you have, have paid staff, but I, I would assume that you have volunteers that you allow to come in and, and, and play work with with your absolutely students. so volunteers are critical because okay. you can give you know miss callie wants to hang out with you and you know you know little johnny's having a really hard day or has a test coming and really needs some math fact help or whatever the case is and just really targeting those kids at that individual day at that minute when a volunteer comes in and just having awesome. that person an extra person wow you're so special somebody yeah, that came you get- and just wanted to give you some one-on-one um, we have volunteers. Um, we're so grateful for the Starhouse um, Roswell High School Club that was founded oh, by a yeah. junior, um, Austin Edler, this past September. He was a volunteer that came to us when he was younger through High Meadows School. And when he then went to Roswell, he wanted to figure out a way to give back. And he came to me, um, went to the principal, has a sponsored club. Those individual um, juniors in mm-hmm. high school came four days a week to two of our sites. There would be groups of about six or eight kids. Wow. They would come on the daily. And how cool is it for a kid to want to help a kid? It's a win-win. Absolutely. Um, we have businesses that come um, on the daily and maybe that you want to sponsor an event. I want to sponsor a spring party. I want to have an ice cream social, whatever the case is. Or I might just be you know, a retired teacher or my grandkids live across the country and I just want to come and read a book with a child. We take everybody that wants to come. So going to our website, starhousefoundation.org, you can go to the volunteer tab. Um, There is a background check that is involved in the process um, just because we are working with young children. Of course. And there is also a component um, for trusted adults and information Mm -hmm. and how to be a mandated reporter. So if you're going to be a consistent volunteer and develop those partnerships and relationships, we want to make sure you know safely how to um, handle situations that might arise. So basically, if you have a heart, and if you're willing to go through a background and if you're check, not you're a great to volunteer. Do fifth grade math, 
Yeah. We will give you any grade. I, but if working fits. with kids isn't your thing, we yeah. always need volunteers for the beer festival. Right. I was going to say, and then so you've got events. If beer is your thing rather than kids, that's, we can handle that And if you don't well. like beer, but you want to still be with people, right? you can still come and help at beer and not drink beer. So I'm going to go back to, if you have a heart and you can pass a bag, right. you're all good. You're good. Go. You're good. We'll find something for you to do. Well, all right. So um, Stephanie, you are very alluded to the website. I want to see if there's uh, where the list Listeners can find you, can connect with you um, uh, on social media. You mentioned the website. If you'll just give that again, that would be awesome. Sure. Starhousefoundation.org and then roswellbeerfestival.com. And then for um, social media, for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, Starhouse Foundation and Roswell Beer Fest have two separate accounts okay. on both of those or the three platforms. So you can follow you on Instagram either. Us. Come Got find it. us. Wonderful. Ketha, how about if somebody wants to reach out to you for any reason, send them to? Well, they can find me on the Starhouse um, website. Perfect. But um, they can find me on Fulton County Schools website on the board section. I'm District 1, so I'm the first one. Um, so pretty easy to find. <laughs> that indeed so. does make it very, very, very easy. Well, that's two great places to find you as well. Um Ladies, I just want to thank you um, for taking your time to do what you do every day um, because you make a huge difference in the lives of 200 and I did quick math. So 260, 16, 16. Yep. 216 kids today. And I imagine growing as we've heard um, the need. Um, I hope that the folks who are listening to this podcast find a way to, to not just help fund, but also help um, with their, their hands as well. I think that would be awesome. Um, I also want to thank Stephanie and Katha for joining me today. And our listeners, of course, for joining us on the GNFCC 400 insider Presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit gnfcc400insider.com. And to find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, you can always visit gnfcc.com. Until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.